Hello and welcome to the EG Property Podcast and a very special live recording from EG's Pavilion at MIPIM 2023. This episode features a lively keynote speech from the Investment Minister, Lord Dominic Johnson. As well as delivering an unprompted advert for the very wonderful EG magazine, Johnson gives his unique take on the UK real estate market, the attractiveness of the UK and why he says government is focused on ensuring that the UK can deliver the highest rate of return for investors. It's quite the speech. Enjoy. Welcome to uh, a very special session of the day. I'm delighted uh, that Lord Dominic Johnson, Minister for Investment of the Department for Business and Trade, is joining us here in the pavilion to to give uh, a keynote speech to you all. He's also agreed, even though being told he's not allowed, uh, to, to have a little bit of Q&A um, with, with you today. So please uh, do have some questions um, ready. But uh, please welcome to the stage, Lord Dominic Johnson. Is that working? It's working. It's working. Look at this, look at this place. I mean, come, on, come in, come in from outside. It's cool in here. There's free drinks. I think they're free. I haven't been charged for my drink yet. And uh, who's having a good time at MIPIM? Yes? Yeah? Yeah? I mean, this is, this is, a sort of, this is the Woodstock, isn't it? The Woodstock for uh, real estate uh, investors and developers. It's not, it's not a conference. It's not a conference or a trade show. Is it? It's a marketplace. Le marché. Oui? C'est vrai? Yes? Le marché. Who's done some deals here since, I got, since you got here on Monday? Who's? Fabulous. A good one? Yeah? Investing in the UK, I hope. Okay, but that's the next one. Anyone invested in the UK over the last couple of days? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna change that. It's absolutely fabulous to be here. What, what, a, what, a, great, what a great event. And uh, I must say, flying from beautiful London, uh, it's quite nice to get down to the Mediterranean coast. Isn't it? it puts you in, 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 a good, in good heart. And, and I want to say thank you also to Estates Gazette. I hope you all subscribe to this magazine. Yes? I'm not paid to say that, but I do think this is interesting. This, is, this magazine was founded in... Anyone know when this magazine was founded? Who, apart from people who obviously know the answer. No, you can't... You to, anyone who doesn't know when it was founded, know when it was founded, if that's not a bizarre... Who, who, who can imagine how old this is? Put your hand up if you think this magazine's 50 years old. Yeah? Put your hand, if, if, put your hand up if you think this magazine's 100 years old. Yeah? 100 years old. Put your hand up if you think this magazine's 150 years old. Yeah? Put your mag- hand up if you think this magazine is more than 150 years old. Yeah. Yeah, only two of you, three of you. This magazine is 160, 165 years old. This is the property magazine, the, the premier property magazine. And I mention that. I mention that because it shows how, how old the UK property market is. This must be the oldest property magazine in the world. And it re-emphasizes the absolute central component of real estate to the United Kingdom. And that's why so many of you have kindly come up to listen to me today. And so many of you are talking about uh, UK real estate in this conference because there is frankly no greater place in the world in my view to invest your capital if you want to generate a high rate of return from real estate and we have a number of key things in our favour who knows what they are yes the buildings speak English yes this is extremely helpful what else do we have in our favour what else do we have in our favour in, in the UK anyone hand up come on you, yes we have one of the most stable real estate markets in the world. We have the rule of law. Effectively, we invented the Anglo-Saxon system, invented the concept, the concept of property rights. This wouldn't exist without the UK. This conference wouldn't be here without our stable and predictable legal system based on common law that puts at the centre of our democracy the rights of individuals to own property, to improve property and to realise themselves. And I want to say this on record so you can understand very clearly where I come from 
and where the government comes from is that there really is no greater human endeavour than individuals who allocate capital to achieve the highest possible rate of return. And that may sound a bit brutal from time to time, and in many instances it needs to be tempered by good government activity. But the reality is, without that, without that action of moving capital from point to point in order to improve our products and our services, we cannot embark on our journey from the swamps to the stars. And I want you to understand the importance that we place on making sure that the UK is the premier destination for real estate and property investment of all descriptions. And that could be investing in a nuclear power station. It could be investing in our road and rail infrastructure. It could be investing in social housing, in science laboratories, in, in student housing, uh, in domestic residential housing, in warehousing, in offices and other buildings and retails and, and hotels. And it really is an important point to emphasise that all of you sitting here and all of your colleagues and comrades out there in the cafes who have sensibly chosen to stay focused on their lunchtime rosé rather than necessarily come to a speech by the investment minister, they will know that they are, with every sip, getting closer to the nirvana which is having a stake in the UK property market. Now, I want to say thank you to three groups of, of people. The first group of people I want to thank are the real estate investors. Are there any real estate investors in the room? What? I can't believe I've come all this way and, I've only, and there's only one real estate. Always in the hierarchy of gratitude are the people with the cash. Uh, I want to say thank you to the real estate investors and the facilitators. Are there any, how do I say, estate agents in the room? There must be some because I met the people from Savills earlier. Don't be embarrassed. They're sort of reticent at, at, at the back. I want to say thank you to you for the work that you do. And I want to stress the importance that the Department for Business and Trade and all the government departments place on our interlocution with you. I'm the Minister for Investment. I see myself as the concierge for investors coming into the UK. And it's my job to make sure that the whole of government looks at their actions through the lens of the investor so that we can make the most of the money that comes into the UK. And I can't overemphasise enough the importance, the importance of international capital in our property market. Uh, our inward investment stock, and people, by the way, talk negatively sometimes about investment in the UK. It's actually never been going better. Our, our international investment stock in the UK topped two trillion, two trillion uh, two months ago, two trillion, out of eight trillion in terms of the property stock in the UK. So the numbers are huge, and I'd be pleased to tell you as well that our startup capital, so the investment flows into the UK, which is so important for you to see where our investment climate is going, has never really been stronger. Startup capital last year was more than France and Germany combined. It's second only to the United States. Now that's quite important because if you think about it, countries like India and China, well maybe they're a little bit bigger than the UK, but still we're raising more money. And the reason really is we have the intellectual capital in the UK and we have the infrastructure and property structure that you've put into place. We have 146 unicorns. We have literally herds of unicorns, her great sweeping silvery herds of, of single horn-pointed unicorns sweeping across the plains of Silicon Fen and Silicon Glen and the Silicon Valleys and uh, all the other science parks around Cambridge. Hmm? Silicon Spa? Is that, is that that's not the spa or the shop you're talking about? You're, 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 Video games, exactly, and, and in Northern Ireland, and in Northern Ireland. I don't know what, what the unicorns in Northern Ireland are called, but we will find a name for them. And there are numerous, and most other European countries combined cannot equal the total of the number of... They have a single unicorn tethered to a stake munching the dry glass, the dry grass of the continental landscape. And that's why people are coming to the UK to make their investments. So I want to thank the real estate sector and all the sovereign wealth funds and the property uh, companies who come to the UK. And I want you to know that you are extremely welcome and we're here to facilitate you. The second person I want to thank, and this is unusual, and I doubt any of you have thanked them recently, although we have had a fabulous budget today, if I may say. I want to thank the government. Anyone thank the government recently? 
no, I didn't expect so. I mean, someone put their hand up the other day and said, oh, I pay my taxes. Uh, well, that's a certain, certainly a very important uh, form of thanks, but it's not what I'm talking about, because actually the government is doing a huge amount in order to ensure that real estate investing is a success. And when I'm asked, where is the investment? I'm asked often, where is the investment uh, in, in the UK? Where, where, are the, where are the incentives? And I literally say there are pots of money around the UK to regenerate our cities and towns. The issue is, and I say this, uh, and I admit this, uh, sometimes there are so many different pots of capital that people become confused as to where they are. And so certainly the government needs to do more work. And that's my job in order to signpost, in order to signpost um, people to where the forms of capital are. But even today, more capital has been announced to ensure that we can support you, we can prime the pump, we can make sure that our levelling up agenda, which is so important, uh, is a success. There is an exact example of the symbiotic relationship between the British government and our determination to make sure that we seed the necessary projects, that we put the money where it needs to be in the United Kingdom, and we partner with private sector capital. That's exactly what we are doing. And I think that uh, there are a number of comments about you know, the Inflation Reduction Act and, and other European comparables. The fact is the UK, the UK isn't far off in terms of percentage of GDP, GDP deployed in R&D spending and grant and incentive spending. And it's important for you to remember that. We've been doing this for years, and it's across the board. It's not simply in property, but also in R&D and also in infrastructure. So I want to thank the government also for the support that I hope they give you in terms of the Department for Business and Trade. It's not just me. Uh, trying to help unlock the property value of the UK. There is a huge team. Many of them are here today. They've come uh, on a nice trip to Cannes. It wasn't difficult to recruit uh, the members of the civil service in order to come on this trip, um, but there are thousands of them literally around the world to help you, to help you find the right proposition. And we develop these high potential opportunities. We have an investment atlas to direct you to where you can invest best in the UK and to find people who can help link you up with the local resources. And that's the third group of people I want to thank who are the regions of our great nation. And the first one, uh, and in no order of preference, but only because it's so relevant, is Northern Ireland. I mean, they did just give me a very nice lunch, so I felt obliged maybe to move them up the list. But the Windsor framework is incredibly important. It unlocks, it unlocks our European relationships, which for all of you who are looking to see how Britain will fare under the new post-Brexit vision of Britain, couldn't be more important. And that was demonstrated by the summit uh, that the Prime Minister and Macron held last Friday. This is very relevant for all of you. I know how important it is, and that sets the tone. I call this Project Grand Amor, the great love, or if I'm in Spain, the Gran Amor, or the Grosse Liebe, if I'm in Germany, because we want to be as close as possible to our biggest suppliers and customers. So that's very important, just in an emotional sense. It changes our relationship with Europe significantly. But it also makes Northern Ireland to be one of the most interesting property plays in the world today. And if I'm to make two forecasts, in terms of where I think the economies are going to be sensational. I'm not allowed as a government minister to give investment advice, but I spent most of my life in investment management. I would say there are two areas, one of which is India, because I think that's such an extraordinary economy, and the other is Northern Ireland sitting atop a pyramid of opportunities in the UK. So if you're not already going there, if, you're not, if your next flight out of Nice Airport isn't to Belfast, I'd be very surprised, because it genuinely will give you huge opportunities. And you have the latent uh, talent from the universities there who are developing a huge cohort of workforces that can actually fuel the, the businesses that will occupy your buildings. But the rest of the UK is also a phenomena. You have incredible technology in Wales, uh, huge resources of technology in the space, for example, outside Edinburgh, and the regions, many of whom have stands here today, like Liverpool and the West Midlands and, and, the, and the free ports that we see, we're seeing um, dotted around the UK and the new growth zones that are being announced as well. So these regions are working so hard in order to make sure that you can symbiotically link with them 
to find digestible products that can generate great rates of return. And I'll say one last point, because I think it's important to note this. Nothing matters more in property than what? Anyone? Location, people. Okay, anything else? I'm going to have to tax you a bit. I know you've had a nice lunch in the cafe, but... Well, it's the rate uh, of return. It's the rate of return, isn't it? Isn't that what you're focusing on when you're doing a property investment? It's the rate of return. And the only way you can calculate your rate of return is through what? Is through the cost of... The cost... It's quite a slow audience, this. I didn't realise it. <laughs> your cost of capital. Your cost of capital, yes, is the penny dropping. The only country in the world that's focusing on... Well, I was always taught in investment to look at the tides not the eddies. And I'm sorry to say, in looking around this room, everyone's quite young. Everyone is, is quite young here. So we don't remember high inflation. We grew up in a period of benign inflation, where inflation just declined. Interest rates were probably too low in some instances of the last 20, 25 years. But that has reversed. We've now entered a, an inflationary period around the world, although UK inflation, I think, will be below trend by the end of the year. And that drives up interest rates. Now, the only, the only main focus of the government at the moment apart from its social and political agenda, in terms of economics, is to get inflation under control through controlling our debt through a disciplined fiscal spending plan. Now, that's not very uh, popular. It's, it's extremely difficult to implement. And that's the sort of discipline that you need to see in a government that backs people who are making long-term investments in the United Kingdom. Because what it will result in is a decline in inflation and thus a reduction in your cost of capital and ultimately an increase in your rate of return. And we are the only country in the world, by the way, in my view, doing this at the moment. If you look at the Inflation Reduction Act, if I may say, it will do everything except reduce inflation. And if you look at any of the other big bazookas that are being deployed by the rest of the nations around the world, it will have a similar effect. Whereas we are being disciplined in the UK. And the budget today, which I've been watching, as I'm sure you have, is an exact exemplifier of the sort of policies that provide for you that stable and predictable environment with a low cost of capital will allow you to invest in the UK and ultimately generate proper long-term returns. So I'm very grateful to Estates Gazette, this venerable and ancient institution, for inviting me to speak to you today. I'm very grateful for all of you. You should be out there making cash and investing in the UK. Uh, and I'm very grateful for everyone behind me who has made the UK such a profitable, exciting, powerful and positive place to invest. Thank you for your time, and I'd like to answer some questions. So we probably have um, time for a few questions. Do raise a hand. Uh, either me or my colleague will come around and thrust a microphone in your general direction. People are shy. Don't be shy. It's an opportunity. There's a question over there. There's a question there we there. go. Hi. I'm interested a bit more on um, where you see um, investment opportunities in Northern Ireland since you mentioned it, if you wouldn't mind expanding on that. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about this over the next uh, few months. We're, tr we're going to be organising a big global investment summit in London in October with some of the biggest property and infrastructure investors coming uh, to London. And we're going to, before that, uh, organise a very substantial Northern Ireland investment conference as well to showcase exactly the opportunities there. But they are numerous in my view because I think you are in a very good space because you'll be able to have all the benefits of the UK uh, post-Brexit with our regulatory uh, and tax freedoms, and you will also, frankly, be able to uh, import into the um, European Union. So there are just a, a huge number of new opportunities that are presented to you in Northern Ireland. And then building on, building on top of the life sciences and, and bio sort of veterinary sciences 
industry that's already there. The, the, the new media, the film, uh, the filming and, and gaming in terms of uh, virtual reality gaming and online gaming, um, the extraordinary sound stages, if you can call them, they're building now in Northern Ireland on the successes of wonderful programmes such as Game of Thrones, where uh, we really led the world in technological development for the sort of Netflix generation. So you've got new and exciting uh, media and opportunities coming from there. And you've also just got traditional commerce uh, buying and selling things, and uh, Northern Ireland will become a huge entrepot for that. And finally, and I mentioned this, you've got Queen's University and Ulster University, you've got some of literally the most well-educated people in Europe there. Uh, and in the past, often they went abroad. They went into the UK or they went elsewhere, and now they're going to be staying in Northern Ireland and fueling the economy, which will allow you as property developers and, and real estate investors to profit from them. So I'm very excited. If I wasn't a government minister, I'd be on a plane uh, tomorrow when I've enjoyed myself at MIPIM and going straight to Belfast to see what I can lay my hands on. Dominic, hi, Aldred. Um, just wondered about Freeports. I haven't been watching the budget avidly. I've been enjoying my lunch today, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but is, have you got a comment on Freeport? Is there a likelihood of extending the, um, the fiscal period um, from 2026 to 2031. I'm hoping that you're down in Mippin to announce some great Freeport changes that the Treasury have approved with the budget. Well, well, I, I like you, was, was uh, having a, an excellent lunch discussing the opportunities in Belfast, so I've just seen sort of snippets, uh, snippets on my phone. Um, I haven't got an update for you on that. I mean, Freeports are a very powerful idea. Uh, they've been used around the world hugely successfully. I mean, particularly if you look at southern China, if you look at what um, they've been doing in the Gulf, you know, they're powerful. They act as an important beacon. And they give huge benefits. I mean, I, I am a believer in, you know, liberal free markets. And so they do give you the opportunity to have much simpler tax, um, much more um, easy to manage uh, payroll taxes. Uh, you get business rates relief. And clearly, and this is something that's been fed back to me just today, you, you get a single unified point of contact in terms of planning and development. And that's what people want. And if, if, you know, if I'm asked the question, what can we do more of, um, in my view, and I, I know this is not hardly a, a secret, and it's one that's discussed continually here, it is around making sure that our planning system can respond to the needs of the country uh, for the next generation. And one of the benefits of Freeports and other similar types of zones that uh, are, are incorporated into that program are that you have that, that simplistic or more simplified single planning uh, area, which I think will be enormously powerful. And most of them are focused on clean energy and the opportunities therein. And again, if I look at a revolution, as I travel around the world, I see how far behind the world is when it comes to meeting their net zero targets. The UK is very advanced. We were the first G7 economy to have a strong net zero target in order to become uh, fossil, free, fossil fuel free. Um, and, and we've been doing offshore wind for a number of years now with very successful you know, pricing contracts. Now, we, we, we hear net zero a lot in the UK. So we just assume everyone else is speaking the same language, but actually they're not. And because we've developed the technology, we've got the, the, the intellectual capital and the skills, a huge export industry for us will be to uh, enable the rest of the world to follow our lead. So in terms of, in terms of the free ports promoting those concepts and developing on them further, I think they're enormously valuable. We'll have one, one last question if there is one. Yeah, uh, Nathan from UK Reef. So um, your positivity is really infectious, um, and I think it's really good to see UK government being so positive about investing into the UK. So from taking over from Jerry, you've done a lot of travelling. So what are kind of the, the feelings from the from the countries you've been you've been going to around investment in the UK, uh, and particularly from the from a regional perspective? Is there anywhere maybe because there some are focused on different sectors, Scotland with green energy, or or maybe uh, health tech in Newcastle? Is there any regions that you're seeing kind of 
accelerated? Is there anything you think the cities or the regions are missing that, that we could maybe do better? Sure. Well, that, that's a good question. I mean, for me, and I, and I don't know how many uh, of the rest of you here have been you know, investors all their lives. Um, when, when I started my life as an investor in the, in the early 90s, uh, the UK was all about London. And uh, it, it really was. It was, it was a Southeast-centric country. And now when I travel around, um, I very rarely uh, come across people who are investing in London uh, specifically, to some, some, some extent in the southeast, they're investing all across the country. And that's what's so amazing about the UK. You know, outside, outside Cardiff, you have one of the most important semiconductor clusters in the world. Uh, outside Edinburgh, you have one of the most important space clusters in the world. These aren't, these aren't just a few companies that have come together uh, in, 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 in London. These are uh, locations that are truly diverse. And then you have the, the, the coastal opportunities in terms of the ports um, in the northeast uh, and the northwest, what's going on in, in the west country, what Andy Street's managed to do um, around, around Birmingham, and as I say, what we're doing in, in Northern Ireland. So the biggest change in the last 10 years for me in terms of conversations, although you know, I've only been a minister for six months or so, is the sheer passion that the investor base has for the whole of the UK. And that's politically very important because it's right that the UK should be levelled up. But actually, it's intriguing, and it comes back to the quality of the people because they're going to these places because they can get the intellectual and human capital that can drive their businesses. So from your point of view as real estate investors, yes, London prime residential or commercial property remains the gold standard for the world. But what's so exciting for you is you don't just have to spend your time competing over a City of London tower block. The real value and opportunities come from providing the infrastructure, which still needs to be built out for the rest of the UK so that we can capitalise on this extraordinary boom in the new sciences and technologies. And the Prime Minister, who I might add is the first time we've had a business person as leader of our country, and a Chancellor's Exchequer who actually is an entrepreneur. These people talk our language. They understand what you need, and they are absolutely determined to turn the UK into a science and technology superpower. And it's not just good words. It's, it's essential. I say this uh, a lot. Our brains are our best defence. And if you look to the future, the fact that I will soon be uh, replaced by a chatbot uh, who will probably do a better job of my post-luncheon speech. The fact is, without our intellectual capital being properly developed, we will be left behind. Currently, we're ahead in the race. We need to keep going, but we'll only do so with good people like yourselves who take the risk to invest in the UK because you know you'll generate the returns. And I reiterate again, the government is here to support you and make Britain an economic powerhouse. So thank you very much indeed. It's great to see you. I hopefully, I, I hopefully I'll see you around in the, in, the, in the cafes and market squares of Cannes. And thank you very much indeed to Estates Gazette for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. And thank you for such an an animated and positive uh, speech there. Please uh, put your hands together for the Minister of the